0: Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.
1: Friday evenings, Talk Sport on 88.7 FM with JJ Kavanagh, bus and Coach Hire.
2: Well, Friday Talk Sport on Community Radio Kilkenny City, the 2nd of February 2024 We have a busy programme for you today, lots going on, we'll be with bit bare in a moment, the racing is on in uh, Dundalk We'll have Greyhound Racing from James's Park we pay tribute to uh, the late Ronnie O'Neill from Paulstown who uh, d- passed away this morning after an illness uh, Not good news for the Loretta up in uh, Swatra and Derry today They lost, we'll have a bit on that We'll preview the National Hurling League, of course, Kilkenny and Wexford. We'll talk to Killian Buckley and we'll also talk to Ciarán Muldowney, and maybe some more interviews. During the week, we had the launch of the Kilkenny Academies, a very, very impressive launch, I must say it is. We have more from that as well and lots of other weekend sport. We're going to uh, kill that team now because uh, we're busy and we're going straight to our colleague, Bear Scott, who's who's covering the racing up in Dundalk this evening. Bear, off you go.
3: Nick, well, the, the doctor kicked off at three fifty-five this afternoon. Again, the first race up there was won by number eight River Derwent, who uh, was following up a win on Wednesday up there, but he won at seven to one. Second was number four, not for a long time, thirteen to two, and third was number six the whole of Brazil, nine to two. Number five was the beaten favourite there on fourteen ran. Four twenty-five was won by number eight, Ashtring Oscar, eleven to eight favor. Second was number five, Mary Baggett, five to one. And third was number four, Silche Brooms, sixteen to one and nine ran. Five o'clock went to number five, Narano the very hot, nine to two on favor. Second was number thirteen, Pepper Noir, ten to one third was number four, Late Night Talking, 4 to 1, and 13 ran. The half five went to number two, Beauty Bella, 9 to 1. Second was number five, Gioella, 9 to 2. And third was number six, Laura Lane at 9 to 2. Also, the beaten favourite there was number seven, and 14 ran. And the six o'clock, which has just finished up there, was won by number two, Mulgrave. At six to one, second was number ten, Superior Force, eleven to one, and her was number eight on our radar, eight to one. Number four was the beaten favourite there, and fourteen ran. That leaves us with just three races. The half six is a handicap over a mile and a half for four-year-olds and upwards. According to the betting today, with at lunchtime betting, this is wide open. Number one, Star Harbour. And also number four, Satona Chevalier, uh, a 130 giant favorites. It was then 11 to 2, number two, Morning Logic, and also number five, Yokel, and six to 1, number six, War Correspondent, 10 to 1, Bar. Well, as the betting suggests, it is wide open. At the top, Star Harbor, one of the giant favorites, I have to say, obviously fancies, has a decent enough record on the turf but has never won on the all-weather ran seven times and has still to win number uh, number five Yockel is one that would take my eye this one has won its last two and it' uh, far before that wasn't anything to get excited about but since they've stepped it up in trip it's turning inside out and it might even follow up and do the hat-trick this evening the seven o'clock and a half, seven or two divisions of a mile and a quarter handicap, and both, I have to say, are wide open. The seven o'clock division, number five, Moon Darek is the favorite, 11 to four. It's nine, number two, Gentle Brett, 9 to two. Then it's a six to one, number nine, Tara Power, also number 11, Jude, Eight to one, number seven, Dal Raj, and uh, ten to one, Barr. Now there may have been I got this betting at lunchtime today, there may even be a non runner or two, but this is the one that I got and uh Moon Darragh has got us the favour, a winner last time out a front runner, mightn't get as far away tonight. Gentle obviously has a chance here. Barrettstown actually number three who didn't show up in the betting as six oh, I think he's a six to one says I may and this time he won a division of this last year and would not be without a chance this evening. He hasn't run for quite a while, but has a very good record coming back after a break, so keep an eye on Barristown. In the half-seven, again, looks wide open. The favourite at lunchtime today was number two, uh, sorry, number 13. Lucky question, it was number two, Alex the Great, who was second favourite. Lucky question, 3-1. to one. Alex the Great, 9-2. It was 5-1, number four, Garrett. Also, number seven, don't look now. Eight to one, number 14, any price bar. This is a really poor, poor race. Most of these have never won. One or two of them have won a few races, and for that reason, I think Snagit, number one, which was 14 to one in the bet at lunchtime today, is a possible winner here. There's not many, you could say, could win this race. Snagit has won. His last couple of races were disappointing. But they were they were all over a mile. He's back up to a mile and a quarter this evening. I think he's definitely got a chance. Walk the girl at number four and himself might fight this
2: out. Okay, bear, that's good. Good man. At least if the, them horses happen, to any them won, at least one of them will have winner behind their name after tonight, anyway. <laughs> so nice. All right, Bear. We'll talk to you Have tomorrow. Good late. luck. Thanks. Take care. Take care. That's uh, Bear Scott there. Okay, let's go to the Greyhound Racing in James's Park. An 11 race car tonight. And we start at 7.30. As usual, with the welcome to Kilkenny Track 525. And we that first race. We're going for number six, Florian Best, Matthew Murphy, Goresbridge, owned in to get the better of number two, Patrick Murphy uh, from some particle Kenny flow Smokey. smoky race number two is the tasty fire Kilkenny track novice 525 we're going for number five Mary Boogie's own Mark Thomas Boogie train Kilgraney run to get the better of Gavin Nolan's Olden train Kilshawn Shemmy Race number three is Fonder exactly Kenny Track, A6525, final five twenty-five to the winner here tonight. We're going for Rossa Castle Queen, number three, a syndicate from Banshaw trained by Davis Fitzgerald to get the better of Paddy Brennan from Torles Onden train number six Anna's Pride. Number race number four, the Kilkenny Greyhound Owners and Breeders A four five to five semi-final. There'll be a seven hundred euro check for the winner of that next week. We're going for number five, Liam Peacock's owned and trained Bogger Murray, to get the better of number three, Billy Murphy and Francis Mullins Ascot Bella race number 5 the second semi-final of that stake and we're going for number 6 going the wrong way it's been going a little bit wrong for the last two races but I think he'll get on track tonight we're going for him to win over number 3 nobody's home as syndicate from Ballyraggett to come home second race number 6 is the Sales of Kakenny track d three we're going for number 1 uh, Eddie Ryan from Boer Onden trained Money Gall Jack to get the better of three number three Frank Sean Dolores Root owned Dolores Root trained Dazzle Twink Babe brave person going against Dolores O'Rourke but or we'll, Dolores Root I should say race number seven racing at Kakenny's Track uh, next Friday 82525 we're going for number four down the road from us Ballybach Carl Pat Carroll owned. Marty Lahey train to get the better of number two Nicholas Nolan's owned and trained Triangle go race number 8 GR Ireland and A5525 we're going for number 5 Larry Ellards hello Larry to get the better of number 1 John Carney's from Wicklow owned and trained Caris Flash race number 9 it's the McCallmon Cup um, track A2525 final it's not the real Macalmont Cup that starts in March we're going for number 6 a really impressive dog here Willie Ramsbottom owned Caron's often trained Deadly Crusader to get the better of number five, Carlo Warrior, a syndicate from Baglistown. Race number 10, the Deadly Kennels McCallumon Cup a one five two five, 525. And uh, we're going for number four, the Lean Peacocks owned and trained Bogger Dusty to get the better of Tom Lennon. Colin Rafters trained Lemon Magic. And finally, race number 11, Trials at Kilkenny Track a three five two five, And we're going for in this race number five. Nicky Clear Cindy Nolan's owned and trained Davon Gate playboy to get the better of number one the boogies owned and trained uh, Kilgraney-wise and that's them all from the Kilkenny track tonight uh, before we go to a break we're just going to play a few tributes to the late uh, Ollie O'Neill sadly who died today we we'll talked to Pat about him later in a couple of minutes but um, I spoke to first of all uh, Pat Hayes I would talk to Pat Hayes if I pressed the right button well, Ollie O'Neill was a regular feature, as in the the referee in Jersey and the hurling fields of Kilkenny for many years. Uh, did an awful lot of games and particularly underage games and that. I'm joined up, Pat Hayes, who's the referees coordinator in Kilkenny. Pat, and uh, a sad day for the refereeing community and the GA Community in Kilkenny because uh, Ollie was a, a loyal man to uh, to keep to his duties there, turning up to referee matches.
4: Uh Nicky, on behalf of the Kilkenny GA Referees, first, I'd like to extend my sympathies to. Ollie's wife and his family, and his fellow Gales and bar Rangers, so I do. Um, Ollie was a great servant to Kilkenny GA, so he was, as a referee. Um, He's been refereeing almost up to when he was diagnosed with, with his uh, illness. And I remember ringing him the last time I, I asked him to do a Lions match. I was badly stuck for a Lions man in his league, and Ollie was diagnosed at the time, and Ollie went on. The man he is, he went on and done the job in, in the Nastig firm beside it. So we'll, we'll, we'll never see anybody like Ollie again.
2: Absolutely. In in and evening. he was, you know, he yes. was, as you say, so obliging, but uh, but he was always cool on the field as well. Maybe he got that trait maybe from his experiences on the, on the boxing side, and we've spoken to Gary Cure about that as well. But he was a cool man on the field, he never got overly excited
4: never got excited Nicky I, I, and I remember one day being in Clara refereeing myself olive was the linesman and it was pretty tense on the sidelines so it was and the coolest man in the place was Oli O'Neill so he was he, cooler, not, he, he kept me calm so he did yeah. on the same day so he did and he probably often Ollie,
2: had uh, reason to not to be calm as the fella says the way it, uh, the <laughs> players around him were acting the megas. exactly ex- <laughs> true, <laughs> true 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 yeah, but he's... Uh, I mean, he's still... He's still he was a young man. I mean, he would have... Only recently retired and would have hoped to still have many years of enjoyment.
4: Oh, oh Of course, Nicky. But, um... He... I don't know how long he's been there. He came... I arrived in the late 80s and Ali arrived, I think, in the early 90s. So he gave the bones of 30 years uh, service to Kenny J. as a referee. And never... Especially the underage, Nicky. He was... He was massive to the underage. Never refused a game. You know, if you're badly stuck for a referee, ring Ollie O'Neill. And Ollie wouldn't let you down. Never, ever
2: let us down, you know. Yeah, well, look, I think that's very well said, Pat. Look, we uh, send our condolences to his wife and family. And, of course, his son, Darden, excelled on the hurling fields and then went off into the direction of a career, I suppose, that was always going to happen into boxing and excel there as well. We remember him this evening. And uh, thanks, Pat, for joining us. And uh, the condolences of Kilkenny referees will mean a lot to his family. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, Nicky. Thank you and I also spoke to Gary Cure from Marble City Boxing Club Well we heard the sad news today of the death of Ollie O'Neill of Paulstown and Ollie was involved in a lot of different sports but one sport that his family and he excelled in himself was in boxing, he was a well known uh, referee and adjudicator and many more and I thought I might talk to somebody who knew far more about the whole boxing scene than myself and that's Gary Cure from Marble City Boxing Club and Gary sport- boxing in your sport lost a-, a great guy today.
5: Yeah absolutely, look it's very sad news, Nicky. Ollie was a, an excellent servant to the boxing community. He did a huge amount of work for the Leithfield Kenny Carlo community county board and he did an awful lot of provincial and national level um, and it's a massive loss to the boxing community
2: and he was greatly respected within the sport of course by not just you and your colleagues who knew him very well but the, the wider boxing fraternity around the country
5: absolutely look anyone that came in contact Nicky with, with Ollie couldn't speak highly enough of him he was an absolute gentleman um, he, was, he was a great servant to, to the Leithfield Kenny Carlo boxing fraternity where he did an awful, lot, um, an awful lot of development work for clubs right across the county board you know refereeing as you said judging, matching fights up, different shows that he was involved in. And, you know, it's, it's a huge loss to, to, that we have now in the in the county board.
2: And, of course, he was uh, very much to the forefront in the whole development and expansion of uh, boxing in Paulstown.
5: He was. Look, he's, he's absolutely instrumental down in Paulstown. He was the head man there for decades, absolute decades down in, in Paulstown. Um, and he brought him to an absolute huge highs, um which Cole made obviously with his own son Darren O'Neill making it to the Olympic games, testament to years and years of hard work from Ollie. And you know, he he's he's developed
2: there today um, and you know hopefully the, the club continues on in his legacy and they want to do great things. Of course they will and, if, and you just alluded to there Gary I mean Gar- uh, his son Darren excelled on the hurling field but chose boxing as his main sport and we can see why he was on the Olympics he captained the Irish Olympic team and that surely made Ollie and his family extraordinarily proud of what Darren had achieved.
5: Absolutely look Dar- Darren did phenomenal things in boxing they're still doing them today um, but it was Ollie, you know that was there behind him that drove him all the way um, that, that coached him to the highs that he got to you know winning as many elite titles as he did winning European and international honours um, he was a phenomenal coach you know a great person to be around uh, obviously myself I, I'm with Marble City Boxing Club you know and we, we would have had a good rivalry between ourselves and Paulstown um, but it was a healthy rivalry and uh, you know he, he, he brought the best out in the county board and, and kind of brought boxers to the, to the top level and it was, you know it was a A pleasure to have known him um, and to be involved with him and work alongside him on many occasions. And, you know, it's just very sad news now to have lost such a great man in the the boxing fraternity.
2: Well, very well said, Gary. Look, Gary, thanks for joining us this evening and paying your tribute to Ollie O'Neill. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Gary thanks very much Thank you. Okay, thanks to Gary Kyo and uh, Pat Hayes two different sports but Ollie uh, very strongly involved in both and uh, we send our condolences from all of us here on Community Radio to Kenny City Patrice you knew Ollie very well
0: yeah I used to have Ollie on about the boxing down through the years and uh, you know anytime there was a tournament coming up and uh, we were able to keep track of uh, the Irish boxers as they developed and of course uh, Darren was a uh, brilliant boxer but the whole family were involved in it his wife and uh, the three three sons were all involved in 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 boxing, uh, in uh, one way or the other, coaching and boxing and whatever, and uh, just a, a huge loss, but a great family uh, into in, in the sport of boxing. Absolutely, Paddy, you knew
1: him as well. I did, uh, uh, Nicky uh, I many a match that I went to, and, the, and fairness to Ali, if it was an under-10 or a Kamogi match or an adult match. He was unflappable, and that's, that's the best a, way I can describe him. Coolest and,
2: customer on the road. Coolest customer,
1: players. I tell you there, there could be a war going on around him, <laughs> and he just, you know, and in fairness, he, he personified that calmness about him, and that probably transgressed on, onto the players, because you could see that he wasn't going to get upset, and it was to the letter of the law. Uh, you know, it's a sad loss, and uh, condolences to all the family, and uh, he'd be greatly missed. Absolutely well said, both lads. And uh, okay, we'll take our first break. We'll be back chatting
2: about Kilkenny and Wexford. We'll have Kieran Maldowney on the phone, as well as the two lads here in the studio. The Voice of the
0: Black and Amber. Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM
1: Friday evening's Talk Sport on 88.7 FM with JJ Kavanagh Bus and Coach Hire.
2: And you're very welcome back to Talk Sport here on Friday, the 2nd of February. Well, next uh, Sunday at uh, quarter to 2 in UPMC Nolan Park. Kilkenny start their uh, year seriously. We had a little appetiser a couple of weeks ago with a Welsh Cup, which didn't go down too well to be honest about it. It didn't taste too well and uh, let's hope that uh, there'll be better ingredients on the table when they line out in Northern Park on uh, Sunday. I'm joined on the line by Ciarán Muldowney and I have Paddy and Pat in the studio. Kieran, we haven't been uh, particularly impressive against Wexford in recent times so we're, we're badly due a win against our South East neighbours.
6: Yeah, it's a long time since we've managed to get the upper hand on on Wexford. They've had the the call on us for a while now. Certainly in the big games, you know, the championship games, even last year when they were really struggling to hold on to their status in the Lee McCarthy Cup, they still managed to get a draw against ourselves. Now, the result wasn't as important for us, but they still managed to do it. And uh, even the year before, they came up here and gave us a bit of a lesson in the championship. So I know it's only a league match and you know, the National League probably is, is not as important as it used to be, given that the Provincials are now essentially a league as well, but I would imagine that Derek and the lads will certainly be looking for a win on Sunday on top of a good performance, I have no doubt about that.
2: Have you seen any of the games so far in the Welsh Cup, or heard much about them?
6: I haven't been asked them, but I just, uh, I saw a bit of the game against Carlow, which was a non. no I didn't, I couldn't get to see the Wexford game, just because it was just busy at work and that, yeah. but um, obviously, you know, the Welsh Cup, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, trying out newer players and fringe panel members and that Uh, one or two of them did put up their hand a couple of others struggled in that but uh, you know I think I think as always um the, the start of the league will be where we get a real idea of how the lads are looking I was actually fierce impressed with the fitness levels against Carlo. I thought the sharpness was good and, and the lads looked to be going well but it was different against Wexford now you don't know they could have trained hard the night before you just don't know sure. the mechanics of it but, but certainly on Sunday you know we, we'll get a good idea of where the lads are standing
2: Pat Wexford winning the Welsh Cup last Sunday okay against the 2nd Third team from Galway make up their own mind whichever it is it'll certainly give them a little bit of a buzz and already the, you saw the supporters coming on the field Wexford are in uh cocky mood maybe not the team but v- the supporters are yeah well look it's you know there's a new manager and getting a little
0: bit of silverware and after the year they had last year you know a bad start you'd be looking for a decent start that's for sure and you know Wexford are going to rely on the old reliables to win most of their matches Kilkenny need to win this not alone is it the first match but it's a home match and they only have two home matches and they have Cork a week later yeah, and they have three away games against Munster opposition, Waterford, Clare, and Cork. Uh, so. The, the, you know you need to get points on the board and you, you need to be setting a kind of a tone
2: particularly with next year's league I mean you need to be in the <coughs> top 3 if you're sure of getting into the top grade next year that's right yeah so it's the top
0: 3 in each group uh, uh, to, to get into it there's going to be a new league of uh, next year of 7 and uh, so yeah that's an, uh, that's another factor so you know there'll be a real division 1 uh, next year so um, it, it's it's important to get the win I, I just uh, I don't go along with this thing it's only the league I just think they need to win
1: Absolutely. Patty, your views on that? Yeah, I think Pat's right there. You know, you need to start off on, on the front foot, especially in this league, if you want to be, uh, as you say, in the top three for, for next year. Now, like that. And like with three away games there, it's important that we, at least the uh, two home games, that we get some kind of results. I know performances are everything, but points on the board is the most important thing. And uh, like I said, uh, Wexford have had the upper hand the last couple of years, and uh, hopefully that uh, we can uh, remedy that on Sunday. And uh, Kieran,
2: we we've obviously had a good few of our uh, what we'll call regulars haven't seen time yet they're likely to see it on Sunday and a text into the studio saying West have had no um, um, Conor McDonald, no Rory O'Connor or no Matthew O'Hanlon so both teams up to now have been obviously uh, trying out new players but on Sunday I think there'll be a, a more familiar look about the team would that be the way you would see it
6: Ah, yes, certainly you, you, you'll get a, you know, uh, what will be seen as a stronger team lining out on Sunday. From like, a kick point of view, it'll be fierce interesting because it'll be the first time in a long time that the Shamrocks lads will be available for the league having had a full pre-season with the county team. So, again, it'll be interesting to see how many of those play. Uh, whereas the Lachlan's lads? You know, I would love to see them, Jordan Mullay and David Fogarty, a couple of those, getting a run in some of the league games anyway. Definitely, uh, it was interesting to see the Thomastown lads back the week after they had won their all Ireland, so they're obviously in there as well um so yeah, like it'll be first interesting to see then, and then what what we also might need to see are. Do some of the fellas who put up their hand in last year's Cup Championship in Kilkenny, do they get a run? Can some of them break through uh, onto the team, as well as the lads who've been around the panel for a while without necessarily nailing down the place? Because I do think we need probably to get about three new players from the team that played the All-Ireland. Somebody to step up, put pressure on the lads who are seem to be the first 15 from last year. And really create an awful lot of pressure uh, for team places, a good bit of competition, and when you have that, then you're in a good spot. You know, I wonder will one or two let's be tried in a different position, maybe. You know, something like that. But we do need to unearth about somewhere in in the region of about three differences from the team that played in the All Ireland last year, whether that's personnel or position wise. And Sunday give us the first. Well,
2: given uh, your uh, deep, lineup. given your deep knowledge of uh, Kilkenny club uh, play and what goes on, any particular player jump to mind that you personally would like to see getting a run at? I know you mentioned David Forty and Jordan Malloy, based on their club form, of course. But anyone else you'd like to see uh, think who could make like to see get a goal? Well, Kevin Blatchfield and Bennett Bridge, I
6: think, is certainly worth a run at midfield if for no other reason other than that's a position in which we've struggled since the retirement of Michael Fenley and that's heading for a long time ago and now we haven't really sorted it since and uh, I I like the way Kevin plays I like the cut of him he gets around the place Uh, you know uh, I would love to see Paddy Deegan in the half-forward line. If Mikey Carey and David Blanchfield came back from the team that played the All-Ireland, you know, Mikey played the All-Ireland in 22, David would have played in 23 other than he was injured. If they're back in and can nail down a spot, it might allow us to do that because I think Deegan's direct running up in the half-forward line would be a huge benefit. Then there's one or two lads who've been around the panel. You know, the likes of Billy Drennan and, and Garrow Dunnan and these boys, OK, they're very young, but they'd want to be making a burst soon and taking their chance. Uh, The two lads I mentioned from Lachlan, I think they'll be worth a look definitely at some stage. Uh And then there'll be one other lad from somewhere that we haven't even mentioned who'll stick his head up and nail a place before the Championship starts. And I would love to see that kind of thing happen.
2: Absolutely. Pat, your thoughts on any players you'd like to see kind of getting a role in the league or who could maybe really stake a claim for a place into the Championship?
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to be interested to see how Dara Corcoran gets on. Uh, I, I thought he had a good year with, Kilke- with uh, the, the, the Shamrocks and he's after having a good uh, bit of a rest and a kind of a pre-season with Kilkenny now as well. And the way he was able to adapt to full back with the Shamrocks, uh, you know, kind uh, of, be I'd be... Wait, waiting to see will he make that next step up and uh, it looks like that maybe they might be looking at him at centre back and see uh, will he fill that and will he be uh, I'd be interested to see will he be there now Sunday and uh, you know if he's flanked by David Blanchfield and Mikey Carey and uh, and that you know see see what kind of a, a half back line that uh, that might conjure up uh,
2: Paddy your thoughts on any players you to mind that yeah, you'd
0: like just to like, like see make
1: it Thomas on contingent make you know a couple of the Donnellys there and uh, like they played very well all through the club championship and they're, they're big, they're upwardly mobile, you know, they're very skillful and all like that and I think they could bring something to the team I agree with uh, Kieran there in relation to Paddy Deegan, I would like to see Paddy Deegan uh, in the half-forward line somewhere like that because his direct style of play would cause problems, you know, okay uh, it's not always the end product that, that, that you want him but he would be a handful up in the half-forward line I think
2: Yeah Ciarán, uh, being a little parochial for a moment, I mean we saw a 27 year old or thereabouts from uh, own club make a good breakthrough last year now he has to repeat it all this year of course but it does show that if you're good enough and uh, your age in the late 20s doesn't stop you from getting an opportunity with this team for a couple of years and uh, I think in fairness to Derek that might uh, leave his mind open to uh, players maybe that are not just coming off the the 20s or 21s. Ah yeah I think Kenny in fairness of all was shown that like Shane
6: Prendergast uh, wasn't a a, a spring chicken when he made his debut John Joe Farrell those lads they all kind of came from uh, over a certain period and that Kevin Bransfield who I mentioned earlier on Kevin must be 28 or 9 at this stage now but still could be a viable option for the team so no I mean you don't have to nail it down to the fact that you have to pick them from the under 20s and that and in Mm -hmm. fairness to Kilkenny no matter who's over the team they've always shown that if a lad is playing well for his club well then he gets a chance with the county you know I agree with Pat on Dara Cork and if he worked at centre back he'd be a great option if he worked at full back uh, it could be an option to put Hugh out to centre back but these are all things to be tried and I just wonder if we can he go down a different route this year and maybe try something that we haven't done before I know you could be brought out and shot at dawn for mentioning <laughs> the sweeper work but yeah. I just wonder could we try it because we have one of the best exponents of the game as sweeper in our in our squad, in Richie Reid, I think he'd do a brilliant job as a sweeper if we had an orthodox centre back. Uh, so, again, that might be something that's worth trying. Uh, I would certainly like to see Stephen Donnelly get a couple of games. Uh, there's a lad who set fire to the club championship, so he deserves the chance. And hopefully, if he gets the chance, I hope he takes it, you know, because there are spots up for grabs, there's no question. And what you want is a situation where the management sit down and they have to try and pick 15 from 23 or 4 lads who are in great form when it comes to a championship match and if we have that We'll
2: have a great chance then. Now, Pat, what about style of play? I mean, we saw the style of play. Carla matched probably. Carla were just back from a holiday, so they were out of sorts. But what about uh, against Wexford? We tried a short game, and it uh, it malfunctioned on quite a number of occasions. There was a bit of frustration among the supporters, and Derek accepted that after the match, that they're in the throes of trying to do something here. And while we can't say it shouldn't be used because it's no part of the game, y- your players have to get up to a level to be able to be comfortable with that style of play. And, and that's something that's still... a Something that's still ongoing, which is. It is, and because
0: uh, we don't really play that game in our club game either, you see, that, that that's a factor. But I don't know, I, I always think like you, generally uh, the players that you have available to you and what their strengths and weaknesses are, that's that oftentimes decide, decide most of the, the, the style of hurling you're going to play. Like, you look at Thomastown this year. They had forwards that could win their own ball. And and uh, uh, and uh, they were good enough in the air, so they used that tactic quite a bit. They also ran from the middle of the field because they, they, they were good at that too. So I think it's 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 uh, making the best of what you have, and you can tweak it and all that kind of thing, and be able to play uh, slightly different games at different times and different styles and all that kind of thing, depending on what you're meeting. But you know, talking about players making a breakthrough, I think if the likes of Stephen and Donnelly and one or two can break. Into uh, being a, a viable option, even off the bench, I think that's a big plus. You know, and that's nearly the most you can hope for for, for new players. That you know that this lad coming in is going to make an impression, that, and that he's pushing pushing on. If that can happen, I, I think. But at the end of the day, we have to sort out the middle third. And like the same problem for the last five years yeah. and
2: can we win Sunday
1: we
0: well I think we have to win have to yeah win. and yeah. I, I don't see why we can't win but, uh, we be the
1: same view? yeah I'd be of the same view and, and like uh, I know there's a lot of players in there at the moment and they've gone through intensive training and all and, uh, like that I think there will be a cut this week and then it'll be Derek and the boys will be deciding on the, the, the strong panel that they have and try and draw from that sort of you know, they've given everybody a good try in there at the moment A hugely important game on to finish with you because
2: uh, a win is important going down to Cork and people have all sorts of expectations in Cork this year know that they have the stadium renamed and everything although rather ironically it's a rugby match is the first uh, game in that's the right. new stadium but that's kind of a by the way uh, going down to Cork won't be easy and we only have one other game at home so a win is really important to Kilkenny. it's going to set a tone for this team going into the championship
6: Ah uh, yeah, that's right. Like the home games are important, and we've only two. And uh, I think the other one is against Offaly, if I'm not mistaken. Right, yeah. uh, and, and you know, with all due respect, all the teams will probably beat Offaly in this. So we've got to go to the other three. Uh, we hardly ever do well in Ennis. Uh, Cork will be a struggle anyway, and Watford in the league are, are always quite good on their home ground. Uh, and for us to get into the top three and guarantee that Division 1 status for next year, where the good games will be, is it's vital that we win on Sunday. And I think there'll be a big crowd in the park Sunday. Lots of bullying for a match at this stage. It's been a while. And uh, I, I do think we'll get a better performance than we got in Callan, certainly. And uh, I would be hopeful of a can win and a good performance as well.
2: OK. Look, you on. Thanks for that. We'll talk to you then. Take care. OK, take care. That's Kieran And we'll talk to him. Maybe Pat will talk to him Sunday even or we'll talk to him during the match. We'll get in touch with him. Now, don't forget, the game in Northern Park is all ticket game. Pat had it on sport all during the week. There details on the Kilkenny website, but get your tickets well in advance of the game. That's just the way it is. We're going to take a break. We we'll straight back with an interview with uh, Killian Buckley and further chats uh, with the lads as well. After that, Pat will have interviews tomorrow, of course, with Derek Ling and Owen Cody and a lot more besides. But we'll just play Killian Buckley this evening uh, just to spread it across the different programs for a break now and then. Back with Killian Buckley, the voice of the black and amber community radio, Kilkenny City, eighty-eight point seven
0: FM.
1: Friday evening's Talk Sport on 88.7 FM with JJ Kavanagh bus and coach hire
2: Well Killian Buckley uh, when you bagged that goal in the Leinster final last year I suppose you weren't to know how way the year would end out but here you are at the start of another year and uh, you look fish and ready for action again, and uh, ready for Derek to give you the call. Looking forward to the year.
7: Yeah, too right. Um, yeah, a, a distant memory, but a, a fun memory um, uh, to the Lenser final last year. But at the same time, um, the last number of weeks has uh, has has made me park that and looking forward to the year ahead. So. Um, looking forward to that sort of a success and more for the year to come. Well, I think it's so important to the squad that senior players like you and you won't mind
2: me saying that, are still part of this because there will be a lot of newer lads coming on and they do need uh, guidance from people like yourselves who have been through it all.
7: Yeah, I suppose so. It's, a, it's an important part of it. Um, I came in as a young player 18, 19 and, and looked up to, to to a lot of guys I don't need to name them. So look, in the back of your mind you, you know you're kind of playing that role at the moment but I suppose the, the flip side of that is they're, they're the guys that bring the energy to it as well and I'm definitely uh, benefiting from that so it's, it's a nice balance to have The
2: fact that you're an All-Ireland medal winner being there on the highest occasion all that, it doesn't lessen your enthusiasm because there's all, you always hope there'll be one more big day in Croke
7: Park this is it, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the ultimate dream is to win in All-Ireland but I suppose as you come to the, to the latter years you're, you're, you're wanting and, and longing to go out on a, on a high if you like. So yeah, one year at a time and uh, there's I suppose there's a prize on the table there to be won this year and it'd be the, it'd be the ultimate way to go out. I'm not saying uh, it has to be this year but uh, it'd be a nice way to go.
2: Do you and the lads feel any great pressure now because it's a few years since Kilkenny has won it. Limerick have been pretty much the dominant team for a while now it's it's something maybe Kilkenny supporters have not been used to because you were there during a real golden era as well and uh, it just hasn't been quite the same but that's the way the twists and turns of hurling goes
7: Yeah, it's, look, it's it's so close I suppose I, I, I won three All-Irelands in my first four years with Kilkenny and, and since that time I've I've contested in another four and unfortunately came out the the wrong side of those so um, look on on All-Ireland Day anything can happen Um, we we were lucky enough to obviously have that success um, in in the earlier years we're still chasing now but look we're not that far off, we're in the chasing pack Uh, we're we're one of the contenders but I suppose at the start of every year you're just in that pack I suppose what happened last year um, doesn't doesn't mean you start any further ahead um, than, than, than anyone else and Limerick as the winners are in the same situation so look you're, you're, you're just a, you know you're a contender, you get down to work and that's what we've been at for the last few weeks so um, the league to come over in the next few will, 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 will set us up for a big summer championship then. The league will be important in talking to Derek
2: because it, uh, it sets a kind of a template for how you get into the championship. If you haven't had a successful league it can be doubts getting into the championship and you don't want to have that so the league is going to be important.
7: Uh, most definitely, yeah. It's week on week, um, and that alone um, is, is is a learning piece for the championship because that's the way the championship is at the moment. Um, it's it's uh, it's game on game, week on week, as I say. So, um, as regards uh, on field management, uh, squad management, even that side of things is hugely important. But uh, yeah, first and foremost, it's it's to get a look at your players. Like there's forty plus lads training over there the last few weeks. We have the lads obviously coming back from the club, so um, I'm sure Derek and the lads will use the five games and hopefully a few. Uh, um, games thereafter in quarter, final, semi-final, final, whatever might come to, to, to get a at player so you, you know you get your chance you just um, have to make sure you take it when it comes. How
2: do you like this intense week on week now, the league coming up and the championship is almost on top of it it's going to be a very intense period for whatever Kenny finishes the championship which hopefully will be late July.
7: Yeah it is look, um, once our first game comes in, in two weeks time against Wexford um, there's, there's, there's a break week here and there but from mostly game on game um, each weekend so like it's part and parcel of it now we've had this for the last few years so it's it's what we're used to, and I suppose if we're not playing a game in the league or in the championship, we're in here in Ollam Park playing a game. So it, we've kind of that's the way the routine is. That's the way our strength and conditioning and and, and uh, selection team uh, approach it. So it's uh, we're we're used to it now at this stage, and it's 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 uh, it's it's what we love. It's playing games, I suppose. Now you're a busy executive at UPMC here, based in Kilkenny, and uh,
2: trying to manage that busy work schedule with a busy training schedule as well. It's 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 not easy on players, and of course you got married in the last year as well. So it's. Uh, Uh, your life you have a very busy life at the moment
7: yeah a lot happening and um, one distracts from the other I suppose is the best way of putting it so um yeah, look, I'm um, fierce lucky to be working with UPMC anyway, with, with a, a HQ here in Kilkenny and uh, um, obviously am um, supporting locally here in UPMC Nolan Park as well but um, a busy day and work, it's nice to be able to go out to Dunmore and into Nolan Park there and uh, de-stress from it all um, so no, all working well and uh, married life, married life is, uh, is doing good too Fantastic, Bill, well, before we
2: finish, just to say obviously hurling styles change from Brian Cody to uh, Derek Ling and you've had to adapt to that that's just where life goes the new manager, new style, different players and that's the way life works, and uh, you're you're happy with how that's working out.
7: Ah, most definitely. Yeah, look, we were obviously blessed to to come in under Brian and to have had the, the the most of my career under Brian, and took so so much from him and learned from him. And as the Derek, I suppose, a selector back in two thousand and fourteen, when you won the All Ireland, a few years thereafter. After that, so. The transition to Derek was, was smooth from my point of view and he's, he instills and, and goes by a lot of the, the, um, the principles that Brian said in Kilkenny hurling. So it's been a, it's been a smooth and a, and a great transition and learning a lot from him both and privilege to hurl under him. Well, Derek, look, a great year. I hope that goes well for you, Killian, and uh, maybe, maybe he'll grab a couple of vital scores during the course of the year. Good luck to you. That's all I saw. Thanks, thank you.
2: Okay, as I said, Pat will have uh, Derek Ling and Owen Cody tomorrow as well. Now, unfortunately, it was a disappointing day for... um the uh, Loretta Kilkenny they travelled up to Swatra in Derry uh, a long journey in fact and I know some of the girls are actually involved in the musical at the moment that Eugene was talking about there earlier I think it's hair hairspray or something like that with CBS so they're double jobbing at the moment but they lost today one twelve to uh, 1-5 and uh, they got um, Pats Mahara will now play Colossia ball and colleague from Cork they defeated uh, Prezat and right three ten to 3-8 today so it'll mean a new name on the Cordon Gobnet uh, this year after the, those two wins today. Well, obviously the big shock was in Swathor where St. Patrick's Mahara avenged defeat in last year's decider by 11 times champions Loretta Kenny. The Derry School got off to the perfect start with a goal from Orla Johnson in the first minute and were never headed during the game. They took a 1-3 to 0-1 lead after 11 minutes for hitting a scoreless patch that lasted 15 minutes. During that period, Loretta hit back with two pointed threes from Shannon Doherty, and then at the 25th minute, a 45 from the same player was deflected to the Mahara net. The teams were on level terms for just 67 seconds, however, as points from Mary Thres McCullough and Emma Quinn free put Maharan to the break, 1-5 to 1-3 lead. Maharan stretched their lead before the 40th minute with three points, all from the Quinn, Quinn freeze. Then, similar to the first half, there was a lull in scoring before they picked up the bat once again, with four unanswered points in the last quarter, two Quinn freeze, and one from each from Rose, Roisin McItamney and Eva, Eva Mul Mulholland. Loretta's only scores of the second half came in injury time, both from Murden Kenny. So, disappointment for the Laresha and ironically they will get a chance to avenge that defeat next Wednesday at 4 o'clock in the MW Hair Centre in Dunmore this game has been bobbing around uh, Pat Tracy like no one's business this is like a lost soul of a game but it's on in next Wednesday at four o'clock that we'll be there but we'll have to race out from UPMC Lowland Park because the Ciaran CBS Leinster final is on at 2.30 so we really will uh, hardly even get there for the start but we'll, we'll make it our business to cover it so they'll get a chance to avenge defeat because the Ursalans in Torlis uh, are in the final they defeated the Loretta two years ago in the junior and they're a very formidable team led in particular by the outstanding Cuevas Stakelham. so that's where that goes just some other sport when we're at it tomorrow in uh, Greg the Manor, at 12 o'clock can he play Wexford in the Division 2 National League we'll be at that game with updates from 12 o'clock into the sports programme no ladies football this weekend next weekend it's um uh, they play Carlo at home. And uh, lots of football on tonight. It's down in Munkine and Tuller. Tomorrow, Dennis James Stevens on all Auckland Gales, Aaron's own, and the Rail Yard, Kilmacanny and Mulnavash. All in senior and in junior, it's Ireland versus Benesbridge, Leveroux versus Golmayen, and on Sunday, Greg DeManna versus the Rail Yard. Uh, in other sports, no rugby this weekend, uh, but it's a big, big night in uh, Marseille with, with Ireland playing uh, France in Marseille tonight. The other games on this weekend are Italy and England, and Wales and Scotland with the uh, on Ireland same fix in the under, uh, the under twenty uh, in the basketball. Marvel City talks a huge win last weekend. They're first of the league, but they're still trailing down at the bottom of the table. The Limerick Sport Huskies are uh, playing them tomorrow night. Uh, we'll have Gary Dunn the Kilkenny rugby captain, hopefully on the programme next uh, Sat, next Friday night. Anything else on hockey fixtures? Only one hockey fixture actually. Uh, Kilkenny Men's Division Five. Uh, Nays Seconds, or Kenny Seconds, that's on in Nays. So that's about it. Lots of other, lots of soccer, which Pat and La- will cover with uh, tomorrow on the programme. Now, we had a very busy period in the last couple of days. I'm just going to play two interviews from the launch of the Academies. Uh, Michael Fenley was the main man there, and I had an interview with him. Pat will have that on the sport tomorrow, along with, uh, and he already played it actually, the other one on uh, sport during the week with uh, Terry Clune, because uh, Clune Tech have taken over the uh, sponsorship of the Kilkenny Academies. A hugely impressive launch the other night. Here's what David Deneve and, and uh, PJ Kenny had to say to me David Deneve to chair of the in Games and uh, PJ Kenny to chair of the County Board David and the Chair of the Coaching Games Development Committee. A huge important night here tonight and a hugely impressive array of presentations, David. I think the whole academy structure, which we can call it now rather
8: than development squads, is, go, is going on to a completely new level in Kilkenny. You must be excited about it. We are. We're tremendously excited, Mickey. A lot of work has gone into tonight and into the revamp of the academies. And we hope it will bear fruit and be good for Kilkenny Hurling going forward there's a lot of detail in it and of course everything is evolved around
2: standards and values and getting the young boys to understand all of that and the pathway to creating a Kilkenny senior hurler, because ultimately that's what you want to do albeit that some of them will
8: may only end up going back to clubs but hopefully better players in the Absolutely as well Nicky good club hurlers make good county hurlers it builds that way uh, you're right we're trying to build on the legacy of Kilkenny and the culture that's in Kilkenny hurling to basically influence what we're doing across all the academies and of course look as Michael Fenley said there, this is not going to deliver instant
2: success because what you're starting here tonight may have to be remodelled a little bit along the way, tweaked and changed uh, to get the optimum number, and it's going to take perhaps a couple of years to really
8: see the benefits of this new structure coming through because it, it will come through eventually. It will, and, and we're starting from the, the ground up. We're starting with under-14 through to under-19. We're hoping that over the course of the next three four years We will continually improve the system and and make it better than it is and and, and get benefit from that. And I think the important thing is that the coaches in the clubs, they will need to be upskilled because the players coming into the
2: academies, if they come in better players, it will make the academy system all the better.
8: Yeah, absolutely. The key point in this, Nicky, is that we're trying to engage with all the stakeholders, schools, clubs, everybody is involved in hurling. Because if we can get it going in the clubs, it'll work for the benefit of the county. So we're putting a lot of effort into coach education, particularly led by Breen Ryan and his team. OK, well done, David, and uh, best of luck with all that's going on here.
2: Thanks, Nicky. PJ Kenny, a very important night for Kilkenny g We had a huge attendance, over 600 here, at the launch of the academies, and I think the presentations were hugely impressive. And uh, it augurs well, but the, the heavy work is now
9: ongoing. Yeah, the heavy work is ongoing. It's, you always have to be evolving. I think we are putting good structures in place where the school, club and county are, are linked, and they're going to work with players and probably managed to workload a bit better, where they're not over pulling and dragging players the whole time. I think the parents here tonight will
2: have been impressed by what they saw, and I think it was very important that the players were present to to get the presentation from all the speakers, but especially Michael Fenley.
9: Yeah, it was very important uh, that the parents were there. Uh, I said Parents are vital to the development of these players. Uh, uh, The players themselves... Uh, As I said, the most valuable resource we have is our volunteer coaches, our our (laughs) players and our parents who drive these players to the venues and to train and play matches. It's vital. that vital for the success of this academy.
2: But well, I think, as Michael said, we should be uh, not be expecting instant success here. This process is going to take time. It may need to be tweaked along the way. So the ultimate success of, uh, of uh, winning All-Irelands, as I said, underage, that, that, that could be a little bit off yet. So I think we need to be all patient with that process.
9: Yeah, we have to be patient. And it's, sometimes it's not all about winning All-Irelands. It's about developing players for the future. And not necessarily all the... Some of the most successful players haven't, some of them haven't played, like Sir Joey Hall, they didn't, never played county minor under 21, Mickley, Kenny, players develop at different rates, so it is important to have patience with the, with these, it's not going to be overnight success. As Mick said, some counties are going on three nights a week, we have to balance with the club where one night a week, it's important, clubs are hugely important in this as well.
2: And Peter, finally getting Tech on board is a, is, a, is a major plus for Kilkenny County board, the excellence of Tech as a global company is well known to us all, and to have them on board with Kilkenny squads, it gives great, it must be a great fillip for the county board.
9: Yeah, it is, it is great, and delighted to have them on board. Uh, I said it'll be major, especially the, We're going to have to spend money on, on this project, as he said, it's not going to happen. And it's delighted to have Terry Clune and Clune Tech, as you said, the international group involved with us. And they're great support, not just to not just to Kilkenny J, Danesford, and other sporting organizations. Great to have them on board thanks PJ good luck with the project
2: thank you Nikki. okay that was PJ Kenny and David Deeb. and can I just correct something of course I wasn't fully watching the notes and thanks to LKOR Kenny are playing rugby this Sunday they have in the league match of course that's played a big game against the Thai next weekend but they have Clondoghan in Folkstown on Sunday in the first round of the Towns Cup that's kicks off at uh, 3 o'clock Liam thanks for telling us that uh, Pat, you're going home to watch Ireland and France in Marseille. How's that going to go tonight? James, I'm not. Are you not? Right. I'm going to watch that. Paddy, I'll talk to you so then. Are you going home to watch it? I'm going to watch it, yeah. <laughs> you tell me about it,
1: so I think uh, there are two best teams in the, in, in, in the championship, the home championship and all like that, but uh, it'll be interesting. It's hard to win in Paris, uh, Nicky, and, uh, you know, they'll have to be at oh, the top of in Marseille. Oh, Marseille. Marseille, oh, yeah. I beg your pardon. Marseille. It'll uh, be warm Ars- there.
2: Is, there a, is an indoor This
1: There's more the French connection. Gene <laughs> Hackman. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So <laughs> but it's uh look that's at just a fine stadium, isn't the stadium it's two nuts from uh from Ulster, Crowley and Nash getting uh getting, getting uh boots. Debu- that's a big night for those two chaps. Surely it, is, yeah, it? oh it's
0: massive, massive night Imagine
2: yeah. having yeah. to take take on France, you don't get an no old lazy game against Italy or somewhere else.
0: No, yeah, but oh, the yeah, ones that yeah. haven't
1: yeah. got a hangover from the World Cup, that's the most important thing and uh, you know it's uh, trying to get sure friends
0: the that have the same hangover.
1: I know, but we have a bigger one because yeah. we feel the grief that things didn't go our way, you know. We
0: didn't play well enough sure. That's he
2: can't true. be. He can't be. Yeah. He can't be dwelling on that.
1: No, no. no. Okay.
2: Thanks for that, lads. Uh, we head off into the sunset now. Pat will be back tomorrow um, with his valid hour at eleven. We'll have. Um uh, Pat then on sport from 12 to 2. He'll be picking us up from Greg Demana with updates on that match. We'll have uh, Sunday in Nolan Park, Sunday evening with, t- with t- Talk Sport, Monday evening TC Tires, and on Wednesday we're in Nolan Park and we're in Dunmore. So heavy, heavy going. And on my programme, Kyoga Scorra, tomorrow, Robbie Williams talks about death. Now, that's one way of finishing. Isn't that one way of finishing a programme? But however, sport sports listen to. Thanks, to Robbie. Good night and God bless.